Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm excited because I'm talking about one of my very favorite subjects, which is how we can age in a very positive way and age up. I'm doing a lot of work around this in the media. And my guest today is really a pioneer and an icon in the field, Dr. Kenneth Pelletier, who's a clinical professor of medicine at UCSF School of Medicine and former clinical professor of medicine at the Stanford School of Medicine. He's authored numerous books, including the international bestseller, Mind is Healer, Mind is Slayer. He's a peer reviewer for several medical journals, including the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, and he serves on a number of corporate boards. He's also vice, a vice president with American Specialty Health, and he's appeared on ABC and CBS and CNN and NBC and BBC to discuss the research that he is doing. His brand new book, which we're going to talk about today, is Change Your Genes, G-E-N-E-S, Change Your Life. Creating Optimal Health with the New Science of Epigenetics. And the foreword of the book is by Dr. Andrew Wheel. So welcome, Ken. Welcome, Dr. Pelletier. Thank you for your invitation. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, this is really amazing. All right, so how did you, you know, there's a new reason to hope. Tell us what we've learned about genes Well, I think our, up until maybe seven or eight years ago, our concept of genetics was like a hard drive on a computer that was a set of programmed instructions that ran invariably. It it dictated everything from height, weight, colors of her eyes, diseases we would get, how long we would live, et cetera. Then about seven or eight years ago, we really began to realize that really is not the case, that uh, we have now the science of epigenetics, and epigenetics means around, above, or surrounding the gene, and the Mm. reality is the gene does not change, but what does change is its expression, whether it's expressed or suppressed, whether it becomes evident or not. And that science of epigenesis places the influence on our genes directly on our lifestyle, our environment, and the choices we make. Mm. Mm. So what you're saying is you can actually change the expression of your genes, which then changes the way you live. Correct. And, And it's reciprocal. So, you know, for instance, when you make dietary changes, when you manage stress better, when you live in an environment that is not uh, contaminated, when you physically exercise, you are literally modifying genes that are expressed that from your genetic code. So, for instance, uh, with inflammation, uh, stress is a major contributor to inflammation. Uh, well, if you have a gene that's predisposing, kind of gives you a little push toward inflammation and you're under a lot of stress, you're in trouble. You're really going to have an over, overexpressed stress response. On the other hand, if you have a genetic push toward inflammation, which you can detect, uh, you can decide, no, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to practice meditation mm-hmm. or relaxation or yoga, and you can actually get that genetic express, expression yeah. to be diminished. You can mm-hmm. manage that predisposition through lifestyle changes. I have seen that in my own life. 
I mean, I have seen that when I found out I had, I went in, I, I, anyway, I had fallen and I went in for one hip and I found out that that wasn't my issue. My issue was the other hip that seemed fine. And the person, the doctor said, well, you know, you really have a real problem here where you have a bad hip. And I said, what? And it's not bothered me because of all the things that I do. So even though it's there, and so weakness because of the swimming and the way I eat and the anti-inflammatory foods and trying to reduce my stress, that has, and because my weight is down, it hasn't bothered me. Now, if I walked five miles on that hip, it might bother me. But what I'm saying is that I can live a normal life even though I do have a predisposition to arthritis in that hip. That's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about. You have a weakness. And whether that weakness becomes expressed or not depends on everything you do after you've inherited that weakness. The reality is that only 5 to 10% of what we see as chronic disease, uh, life expectancy, has to do with fixed genes or fully Mm. penetrant or monogenic uh, influences, so single gene influences. And those occur mostly between the ages of six to nine months. After that, after the age of nine months, virtually everything, 90 some odd percent of what we see as, as disease, how long we will live, how well we age, is dependent on what we do, not what we inherit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so true. How important in all of this is being around the right people and not being around the toxicity that causes us tremendous emotional stress. How important yeah, is that's that? that's critical. That's really critical. And we've known for about 30 years that the interaction we have with our significant others, friends, family, social groups, church, um, you know, volunteer organizations, that the quality of our relationships with other people is critical to our health. Um, and, and Leonard Syme, who's a researcher at the University of California at Berkeley, was one of the first people to discover this. And he found that in his studies that people who have negative relationships, constantly in conflict, uh, stressful, not very supportive, they had 10 times more heart disease Mm. than people who had the same risk factors, but had a positive relationship with others. Um, And we actually, in the state of California, 25 years ago, was the first time that Jerry Brown was governor, developed a program through the Office of Prevention, the state actually had an Office of Prevention, uh, a program called Friends Can Be Good Medicine. And we gave people ideas, thoughts, connections of how they could create a positive social support system and monitored that over time and had a huge impact in terms of decreasing Mm. the amount of chronic disease. So the quality of our friends gets into our Mm -hmm. genetic code. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, you write in your book that today's exclusive focus on data-intensive gene testing will gradually become a thing of the past. The coming era of precision medicine will give rise to epigenetic mapping. Explain that. Yeah, there are really two basic routes for using the same genetic testing. One is the biological deterministic probabilistic, and you see that like 23andMe is the most common example that most people know. So it says, this is your genetic code, this is a predisposition, and this is your fate. 
then the second uh, basically approach using the same technology is healthy biomarkers. And it simply says, this is your biomarker. This is your inflammation level, your cholesterol level, blood serum, et cetera. It simply says you have this reading and you can move it up or down depending on how you influence it. That's the part that I'm most focused on is the healthy uh, biomarkers. I think the critical thing for people to remember in any of the genetic testing, and there are about 12 or 15 companies uh, that do genetic testing, it's all probabilities. It's pure statistics. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, as it says, you have a 30% mm-hmm. likelihood of a particular condition. It means that everyone else with the same biomarkers has a 70% likelihood of not getting that condition. And these tests don't tell you that, and they don't tell you what to do about changing the push you have if you have a particular biomarkers for a, con- a condition mm-hmm. or a-, a risk factor. So uh, do you suggest people have those tests? They can. Uh, I mean, and again, I think with the caution to remember that it's simply a point of information. So people will say, I have a 30% likelihood of Alzheimer's, and they get very upset about that. They think, yeah, I'm doomed. I'm going to have Alzheimer's. The first time they misplace their car keys, they think, oh, my God, it's an early symptom. That's not the case at all. So if you treat it as simply another point of information, then it's fine. It, it will tell you mm-hmm. you may have a push in a particular direction, but it does not. It is not deterministic. I'll give you an example. Uh, about six months ago, a writer for the New York Times uh, sent uh, her blood sample to five different genetic testing companies. Two of them didn't respond at all to her inquiry. Uh, a second one, a third one, she sent it time one and time two. She sent her blood sample in one time, sent in the same sample three months later, got totally different results. With the final two, she got very good printouts or information of the predictive model, but they gave her totally different information. So mm. essentially, she tried five tests, none of which gave her any definitive information. So the, the, I guess my advice to anyone is try it, can't hurt, but don't take it as a doomsday uh, prognostication. All right. All right. We're going to, when we come back, I want to talk about, you have seven pathways. And I'd like to talk about those when we come back. But before we do, because we have a couple of minutes, just give us a couple of tips that you think people, you know, just like maybe three or four tips. What should people do to increase their longevity? What can they do to change the expression of their genes that are easy things, like eating well, for example? Give us, give us a few tips, just a couple. Right. Uh, diet has a major impact on gene expression, and the best diet that anyone can follow is the one that has the most research evidence behind it. It's, easiest. it's the Mediterranean diet, and mm. it by and large has fruits and vegetables, fish, not red meat, uh, olive oil, a uh, few dairy products, high roughage. So that's an extremely uh, beneficial diet, good data, good evidence, and it's had good data and evidence from Walter Willett at Harvard for mm, 20 some odd years. The second would be stress management. Stress has a powerful impact on genetic code. So mm-hmm. by doing a form of meditation, relaxation, yoga, anything that allows you to, to get out from under the 
powerful stress that all of us face in our daily lives is positive. The third, which is very, very straightforward, is physical activity. Physical activity has a huge positive impact on length of life, quality of life, and directly on our genetic expression. So those three, diet, stress management, physical activity, we know are good for us, but now we can see the actual impact on our Mm. genes. Absolutely. Terrific. All right. We're going to come right back with Dr. Kenneth Peltier, author of Change Your Genes, G-E-N-E-S, Change Your Life, Creating Optimal Health with the New Science of Epigenetics. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you think about what you really want? Are you looking to change or perfect your environment, your value, your life? We can help. Tune in to Everyday News with the Blantons. Hosted by husband and wife team Mark and Dr. Latasha Blanton, our program will help you find the answers to make the changes in your life with inspiring guests that can help you find your sense of place in the world and how you view it. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best, and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune into Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Very excited about this interview. We're talking about living longer, living healthier, changing our genes and changing our life. My guest is Dr. Kenneth Pelletier. His book is Change Your Genes, Change Your Life, Creating Optimal Health with the New Science of Epigenetics. And uh, Dr. Ken Pelletier has an international bestseller, Mind as Healer, Mind as Slayer, Mind as the Slayer. And he has been with us for many, many years. He's really an icon in all of this. He's a clinical professor of medicine at the UCSF School of Medicine and former clinical professor of medicine at Stanford School of Medicine. 
and his bestsellers have been known. He's been, uh, published over 300 professional articles. He's been on major, major media programs. And he's really saying to us today that we can change the expression of our genes and change the way we live. We have a lot more control than we think we have. Welcome back, Ken. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about the seven pathways. Explain those to us. Yes, there are seven basic biochemical pathways in the body, and all of them <clears throat> excuse me, are governed by genes. So there, for instance, we have methylation, inflammation, detoxification, lipid metabolism, etc. And these pathways show up in our blood. So if you think about getting a biochemical profile, I think most of us think about what's the right diet for me without asking who are we What's our biochemistry? What do we really need? So this question of who are we biochemically, genetically, that's the question that we're really trying to answer now in this area of personalized medicine. So you have a gene. The gene shows up in your blood, and these seven pathways govern how that gene is expressed in your blood. And then in the biome, the intestinal tract is, in effect, the byproduct of that gene that blood affecting your organs, your, your central nervous system, and what's remaining. When you get those three factors, the gene, the blood, and the biome, then you have this complete uh, profile. And, and again, we could talk about any one of these seven pathways, but there is basically, this is a gen- basic biochemistry 101, seven basic biochemical pathways in the body. And how does that... How does that relate to all of this in terms of the way that we can extend our life? Well, for instance, um, inflammation is one of the pathways. And we hear a lot now about how inflammation is a cause of major diseases, arthritic disorders, heart disease, cancer, etc. And the, the attempt is anti-inflammatory drugs, anti-inflammatory diets. And that's really an, ex- an excessive response. So we need a certain amount of inflammation. If you're cut, uh, the little reddening you get around a minor cut, that's inflammation. That's your, re- your white blood cells attacking and curing and healing that cut. So we need a certain amount of inflammation, but when it's excessive, then we get a predisposition to all of these major diseases. So the question is, how do we maintain an adequate level of biochemical inflammation in our bodies? And that's where stress comes in because stress is very inflammatory. Diet, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, really critical. So if we eat uh, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, those kinds of things, deeply red, green, yellow colored vegetables, those are anti-inflammatory. They keep us within that positive range. Physical exercise is inflammatory in the short run, anti-inflammatory in the long run. Yes. All of those factors contribute to maintaining this adequate but not excessive level of positive inflammation for Mm -hmm. our entire body. Mm. And I want to add to that with exercise because I find it has really been a lifesaver for me, not just physically, but mentally, my whole attitude. It's it's like this magic pill, you know, when you when you finish uh, and for me, it's aerobic swimming and it's walking and it's movement. But that movement, it just brings the the neuroplasticity and those positive (laughs) neurons in my brain. And it really changes the way I think when I leave the gym. Isn't that amazing? I, mean, I really feel uh, differently. We agree. 
totally agree with that. In one of my earlier books, I had a, a paragraph where I said, what if you had a single thing that could, and it, it listed off all the things that you just have listed, uh, yeah. and then you probably would have a pharmacology that would win you the Nobel Prize. Well, the reality yeah. is all of these variables that you just mentioned and many more are all accomplished by moderate activity. Yeah. Moderate activity is so minimal. It can be as little as 15 to 20 minutes, three yep. separate days a week. Yep. That's it. All of us have that amount of time. The benefits are enormous. Yeah. I um, I interviewed Dan Buettner, who wrote the book Blue Zones. Yeah. And one of the things that he said is one of the keys in these, these five places he found around the world where people lived the longest and were healthiest and had longevity, one is they ate a plant-based diet. And two, they didn't necessarily exercise, but they moved all the time. They were always moving and they were in higher elevations, so they were often moving up. So that's very similar to what you just said, Ken. Yes, it's very consistent. He and I were actually at a conference together oh. in Florence, Italy a few months ago and had a chance to talk. He gave He's the wonderful. talk before mine, and afterwards we sat down and compared notes, and we had to laugh because everything yeah. that I was conveying about the influences on the gene, he was saying about the influence of culture and the environment yeah. Yeah. and the factors that promote longevity. Now, there's, yeah. there's an interesting study that just came out, which, which kind of underscores what we're talking about two weeks ago. It was published in Genetics, and a group of geneticists worked with the uh, company Ancestry. And uh, through a series of statistical analyses, they created a database of over 400 million people. 400 million. It's an enormous database. What they wanted to answer was a simple question. Did that database predict the uh, longevity of the participants or did other factors, and they looked at diet, exercise, altitude, et cetera, culture, other things that Dan Buchner and I have looked at. And what they found overwhelmingly was that the genes did not predict longevity. What they, the uh, lifestyle factors mm. influence on, on the gene is what produced long-lived mm. individuals. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the most compelling studies I've yeah. ever seen about the power yeah. of epigenetics because mm-hmm. we think longevity mm-hmm. surely that's in the gene. Well, actually, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, and and what it what it does in in my world is it says to people, you know, there isn't an excuse when you say, well, I'm just getting old. That's not an excuse anymore. There's so much that we can do to help ourselves. Right. I've got a great cartoon I use in my slides where a man is talking to his doctor, and the doc- and he says, my right leg hurts. And his doctor says, well, you're 90 years old. He says, yes, but my other leg is 90 years old, and it doesn't hurt. Uh, <laughs> that's great. So we're kind of Our, looking at the leg that doesn't hurt right, here. Right, know? yeah. All right, Ken, closing thoughts. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Change your genes, change your life. Well, I think the, the basic message is that genes are not your destiny. They're one factor, one influence, but everything we do 95% of the time is going to determine your state of health, how, how well you're going to live, how happy you're going to be, and in fact, how long you're going to live. And that, that's just great news. Uh, we, in fact, control our destiny, not some genetic code written inside ourselves. Thank you so much. How can people find your book? Um, it's on Amazon. Um, I know Barnes and Noble, uh, the bookstores have it, uh, Amazon. Uh, I'm not sure where else it will be, but certainly between those two, they could find it quite easily. And where's the, what is the website? 
Uh, Amazon, oh, my website is drpelletier.com. Very easy website, drpelletier.com. And, of course, it's amazon.com for for the books, and barnesandnoble.com is the other. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Kenneth Peltier, the author of Change Your Genes, Change Your Life. This has been endorsed by Dr. Oz, Dr. Chopra, um, Dr. Dr. Andrew Weil, many, many real pioneers in this field. So take a look at this book. It'll change your life. Thanks so much, Ken. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Pleasure. yeah. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can hear about all these wonderful guests. Stay tuned, folks, for next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.